This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I've got an opinion on the white shirt. I can join in on this. Okay. I go, I go. I was at the, I was at the gym today. No big deal. I saw Harry at the gym, obviously. Okay. Eric, haven't seen you at the gym. I don't know. Oh, it's been a minute. No, but I was there. I'm trying to work off all this pasta, Myron. Yeah. I was in, uh, I was in Italy. I'm gonna be that guy who just constantly drops his vacation. I was in Italy for like eight it. days. I had all this COVID time. I had this time from like 2021, 2022, and the scheduling department came to me and they were like, "Hey, this is use it or lose it, man. Like you're you're going to lose it if you do not use it this year." And yeah. I, I went, you know, 40 year old virgin, where I was like, "Is it true if you don't use it, you yeah. lose it?" <laughs> and uh, and and luckily the good folks at Sports Center were like, "Yeah, we can afford to." The network's not going to sink if you take eight days. So I went over, and, uh, man, I ate everything. I ate my way through that country. I drank my way through that country, and I came back four pounds lighter than when I went. Because you walk so much and because they don't put the stuff that we put in our food, preservatives and whatever the heck else. So it was was amazing. But I still was over at the gym, and I was uh, was trying to – what was I trying to do? I was trying to figure out – how to, oh, yeah, lose uh, all the pasta weight because it's just allocated differently now. Yeah. Just allocated a little bit differently. Yeah. And the white shirt over in Italy, because it's 90 degrees and they don't believe in air conditioning as a country, and walking around, man, I had, it was like a wet T-shirt. I did not go undershirt <laughs> under the shirt. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I didn't yeah, go undershirt yeah. under the white shirt. So I paid for it, man. My shirt was see-through by the end of the day. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN yeah. Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Myron Metcalf, hopefully in more temperate, you know, Minnesota, Myron, I mean, it, it's 88% humidity here in Bristol, so even though it's only 80 Ooh. degrees, it feels awful. Yeah, it's not like that here. We had our, our run. Uh, good weather. It's been, it, we're, we're, I think we're in the right part of the country where it's like the only place in America that's not on fire right now. <laughs> like, everywhere in America you look and it's like heat advisory. I believe in Texas, like, the sun is there. Like, it's, not, it's just like literally oh, yes. just there mm-hmm. hanging out. Doesn't go down. I was in Florida a week and a half ago on the beach, literally, Randy, on the beach, umbrella, sitting by the beach, and it was 100 degrees, and it was like, why am I doing this? Let me go back (laughs) inside. I I don't want to deal with this, so... Yeah, it's pretty nice here compared to everywhere else. 103 degrees in in, in Fort Lauderdale. They're they're legitimately concerned down there uh, about the uh, temperature of the water because we're getting into hurricane season, and if you've got hot water, which they do, it's gone up several degrees since the start of the year. They're talking about like a real fear of hurricanes, especially after uh, uh, what they dealt with last year. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Weather radio right now, but Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive making bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. We pivot from that. We're just going to segue like a mall cop here on Canteen Carlin. And uh, how do you protect a newly minted quarterback in your system by giving him an all-world running back and making sure that all-world running back is happy? It is a plan that perhaps the Giants could stand to learn because right now, running back Saquon Barkley has a doubt. Like if, if we had some sort of availability report for week one, which in the middle of July would be reckless, but right now if we had one, there'd be a queue next to Saquon Barkley's name because his availability for week one is in serious question if he and the Giants don't work out a long-term deal by 4 p.m. Eastern time on Monday because after that, Barkley's not eligible to re-sign until after the season. And Barkley has made it clear he does not want to play on the franchise tag of $10.09 million. 
And honestly, Myron, if you look at this and you look at what he was able to do and how he was able to contribute last year and how young he still is, if he can't get paid, who can? Yeah, I mean, which is why, like you said, there's probably going to be a holdout. I mean, what did Magic Johnson say? Uh, I'm not going to be there. You know, I think I think that's what Saquon <laughs> is saying to his buddies who are asking if he's going to be in training camp. Yeah, I think to me it's so much bigger than him. I mean, Saquon, even 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, this wouldn't even be a debate. I mean, remember when Ezekiel Elliott held out with the Cowboys and that was a big deal and – People were following him down to Cancun and watching his every step. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would sit and wait in a moment like this and go, wow, that team can't move forward unless they sign this guy. And now you have a premier running back, maybe the best running back in the game, and there is no sense of urgency, not just from the Giants, but from the rest of the league. Because I think this means it's not just about Saquon not being able to get the money he wants. I think it's the end of the star running back in the NFL. It's the end of the big money running back. And I'm telling you what, Randy, if I had a kid who was a top prospect in high school right now at running back and they had a future to play potentially at the next level or maybe even the NFL one day, I'd go to that high school coach and say, listen, coach, uh, I want you to move my guy to a different position. Get him out of running back, put him at slot, put him at receiver, do something with him, DB. But to me, this is a message about the future of that position, which is very bleak right now if a guy like Saquon can't get his money. We were talking about it a little bit yesterday and talking about, you know, some of the arguments, maybe playing devil's advocate, because I feel like the knee jerk reaction from fans is it's a game. I'd play it for free. Uh, how dare these guys yeah, right. be so guilty? <laughs> it's, it never ceases to amaze me how quickly folks will inadvertently and maybe they, they truly don't know that they're siding with even richer billionaires who own the teams. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like, why not stick up for the guy who's you know, making a fraction of that as opposed to the guy who owns the team, but whatever the case may be. But my my issue was, and I, w- I would hope that the people around Saquon who are arguing on his behalf will point to the fact that Bijan Robinson is set to make as much as he's going to make this upcoming season. Like, in total cash, Bijan Robinson is going to make $16 million this coming season, and yeah. that's the most at the position. And this is a guy who you know, hasn't played a down, hasn't played a game. And I remember top five picks, you know, I remember the uh, CJ Spiller really struggling. Yeah. You know, I remember rookie. I mean, you can go back to Kajana Carter if you want. You can go back to uh, Eric Bieniemy. I mean, like you can go back to busts, big busts there uh, at yeah. the running back position who just have not panned out. And there's a reason I, I can understand the wear and tear argument. But to me, if I'm a running back, I feel exactly what you just said. There's a hopelessness when it comes to arguing for your value because they talk out of both sides of their mouths, truly, front offices. They say, well, too much wear and tear on the tires or uh, prove it to us. Well, I, you can't live in both worlds. Someone, you yeah. know what I mean? Like someone has to get paid at that position because until it truly becomes flag football and elite, you know, seven on seven, you still have to have to move the football in different ways and especially, especially at the goal line. So – I would I would have a real issue with someone with the lack of experience in Bijan Robinson making as much as he does, and I say that not begrudging Bijan for getting his. Yeah, I mean I'm sure that's what the argument Saquon's people are making. You know, how can somebody who hasn't taken a snap at this level get compensated above what I'm making? Yeah. At the same time, it's the most replaceable position in the NFL. It is not the necessity it once was. You can get by with a running back who maybe isn't sort of that top tier running back and still have the same production, if not better, mm-hmm. when it comes to your offense. Look at what the Minnesota Vikings just did with Dalvin Cook. Everyone up here was going, oh, my goodness, guess what? I don't think the Minnesota Vikings are going to take a big step back without a guy like Dalvin Cook. So the problem is the position 
and the fact that it's just not the valuable position that it once was. And I think that's what Saquon Barkley is dealing with. If I'm the Giants or any franchise in the NFL, I'd never pay a running back. I would never give any running back. I don't care if they were the greatest running back of all time in this climate, mm. long-term money. I would franchise tag them, and I'd say, okay, you can bargain all you want. I'm not giving you anything more than this because there's just no longevity at the position, and the position just isn't as important as it once was. Bijan Robinson has the fourth most guaranteed money at the position. He's ahead of – so he's behind Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry. He's ahead of Nick Chubb. He's ahead of Austin Eckler. He's ahead of James Conner, Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, and Miles Sanders to round out uh, the top ten. It's fascinating to me that there's that level of financial commitment. Uh, but it also says what kind of football the Falcons want to play, and that is that is ground and pound. You're curious what happens if Saquon plays on this franchise tag that has caused so much frustration. Here's Jordan Run on uh, ESPN Giants reporter. This was on ESPN Radio Mornings talking about that very situation. If he plays on the franchise tag, I think it's most likely his last season with the New York Giants. I mean, there's he's not going to feel good about that, right? I mean, that's very clear. He's made it clear he wasn't thrilled with the franchise tag. Uh, he hasn't been thrilled with the way the negotiations have been going. And really, more more than that, the way he was port- is being portrayed throughout the negotiations, right? right? In his mind, and he used the word when he had a, a football camp several weeks back, greedy right it's made him the report stuff that's out there all right that is, i don't think that makes him greedy necessarily i think i think he looks at the uh at the running back climate and says okay the top two guys getting guaranteed money christian mccaffrey dual threat that's me i had 57 receptions last year alvin Kamara, dual threat that's me Bijan robinson you want to be a dual threat you saw him do it in burnt orange in, in college there in austin where the sun resides to your point myron that is yeah. like the surface of the sun right now but you look at these dual threats and saquon's raising his hand saying how do you pay daniel jones what you paid him on the strength of an improved season when i'm the reason for the improvement like i'm not just your running back i'm your offense yeah and i think he has a strong case in theory but he doesn't have a strong case in terms of the position. I yeah. think what the Giants are saying is the same thing that most teams are saying in this league. If you tell me you're going to sit out training camp and we're not going to get a deal done, that wouldn't be fun for us. At the same time, we think we would make it and we'd be okay and we'd find a replacement mm-hmm. or maybe it'd be a couple guys carrying the load. But we're going to sign Daniel Jones first because this thing doesn't start without a quarterback. So we have to make that the priority. And I think that, to me, is what he's dealing with. It's also his last opportunity to get real money. So I understand why you're Saquon Barkley saying, listen, if I don't get paid now, when will I get paid? So I get where he's coming from. But if I'm a team, I'd never pay a running back long-term money. Somewhere Damian Woody might have flinched when I said, I am your offense because he represents and sticks up for all the offensive linemen. You know what I mean? Like the big guys up front, Damian Woody carries – that torch, yeah. but Woody was on. D Wood was on uh, ESPN Radio mornings, and he was asked, uh, you know, about it and talking about how dug in the Giants are in this battle with Saquon. I don't see this situation resolving itself. I think the New York Giants are dug in. I think that because of the state of you know where the running back market is in today's NFL, you know, it's just hard to give those guys that that second long term deal um, because a lot of times you're not getting a return on your investment. And so I think a lot of organizations, a lot of teams are afraid to invest big dollars long-term in a running back. I think Saquon needs the Giants more because I think the shelf life of a running back financially is a lot shorter than a lot of other positions. It is a lot shorter than a lot of other positions. He's not wrong, but it's still 
significant, although everything you've said, Myron, is true about how that, uh, how that uh, position uh, is perceived nationwide, or rather around the National Football League. Hey, a reminder, tune in to a National League battle tomorrow night as the Mets host the Dodgers. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow, touchdown, what a start. Two actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them, the top five MVP candidates. Okay, the caveat, though, for top five MVP candidates is top five first-time MVP candidates. Because we hear you. You're going to throw Patrick Mahomes out there. We get it. That's fine. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. Okay. They're ineligible. All right. Our list is even more streamlined. The top five first-time MVP candidates for this NFL season as ESPN Radio Rankham continues. Myron Medcalf, you're in the you're in the hot seat here. I'm going to give my five later in the show. <clears throat> but we're talking about yours right now. We're going to go five to one. I'm going to lay out. You got the sounders ready? We're ready to roll? All right, let's go. Myron, number five. Number five. Number five is uh, the best receiver, I think, in the NFL. I mean, wide receivers, actually non-quarterbacks just don't win the award anymore. This is a quarterback's award. But Justin Jefferson, I think, probably has the best shot to win MVP uh, outside of the list of quarterbacks uh, who are going to have probably a better chance to win it. But I think Justin Jefferson is the – class of the NFL at that position you know when you say a guy could catch Jerry Rice he surpassed Randy Moss in some categories like that's a real thing that everybody has to pay attention to and legitimizes all the hype around the Minnesota Vikings star receiver number four number four for me give me Josh Allen and obviously what we expect him to do with Buffalo Again, assuming the Stephon Diggs thing doesn't become more of an issue, still a very weird thing, uh, whatever happened with him in minicamp and, you know, if that's going to become an ongoing issue, hopefully not. But Josh Allen, I think, is right there in that next class of quarterbacks uh, just sort of ready to compete and potentially win that award. I think Josh Allen certainly has a strong case. Number three. You know, sort of off the radar, but, like, what if Geno Smith is good again like he was last year? He was on MVP pace. Um, He had an opportunity, I think, to compete for the award. There was that window where people started saying, hey, maybe it's his potential or maybe he's a real candidate. You know, MVP is most valuable player, and I think there was a period where Geno was that. They brought him back on a team-friendly deal because they think he can be that again. They gave him some more weapons, Um, and I think Geno has a chance to – to be in that conversation. If it's about most valuable player, I think Geno Smith is in the conversation. Number two. Number two is a guy who had a chance to win it last year also. Took his team to the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts. Uh, uh, a guy who got his money in the offseason, well-deserved. Worked for everything that was given to him. And I think the thing about Jalen Hurts is, I think if he's in contention again this year, now going forward, he's one of those young quarterbacks who maybe every year it's kind of in the running. I, I mean, I think maybe there's some people who still think of last year as an anomaly. I think this year he'll prove that that's not the case and that he is a legit MVP candidate and will be, I think, for the foreseeable future. Number one. There's only one guy, and that's Joe Burrow. I mean, the only reason probably he won't win a bunch uh, will be because of his Michael Jordan, Patrick Mahomes. And you can look, look at the list of guys in the NBA 
in the late 80s and 90s who didn't win MVP because of MJ, I think you'll have a lot of really incredible players who won't win the award because of Patrick Mahomes. But Joe Burrow, I think, is right there. Uh, one of the greats in the league. Uh, I think what he's done at Cincinnati in three years has been remarkable. And I don't even think he's approached his peak yet. So I think this could be a season for Joe Burrow where he ends the year as the number one guy in the MVP race. Wow. That's a list. I was writing them all down. Just want to make sure I had them all. Yeah. I, 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 I'm floored by number three. Like I, yeah. I think I speak for everybody in the room, honestly, yeah. like yeah. where mouths yeah. are agape. I, That's people fine. have stopped yeah. in the hallway and they're peering yeah. in like Jurassic park, yeah, you know, like it. a, like a T-Rex in the, in, through a Ford Explorer window. I get it. Geno Smith. Yeah, man. Geno Smith for the NFL MVP. Not even at number five. You have him ahead of Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson. Most valuable. I mean, depends on what that means to you, right? I mean, there was a run where uh, he was certainly viewed as maybe a sleeper. Didn't last, but I think they're giving him more weapons. I think if he plays well, gets off to another good start, yeah. I think he'll be in the conversation for sure. I, I guess I don't remember this window. Like, wh- how narrow was this window? Geno Smith? He had a great year. year. He had a great year, for sure. Sure, he had, er, sure. I think a lot of people were saying that's a sleeper candidate. No, he wasn't Mahomes. He wasn't Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He wasn't one of those guys. But I think if you talked about 10 candidates, there was certainly a guy, certainly in the running for that at one point. Then he fell off and wasn't playing as well down the stretch. But Sure. Okay. All yeah. right, listen. The number, the phone number, the CC call in line. Call in. Let me know. I'm saying 888-SAY-ESPN, hey. 888-729-3776. Where did Myron Metcalf go wrong in his list? Is yeah. his list just bang on? Is it perfect? What's your list? Well, What's your one top five first-time MVP candidate that you feel like is not getting the shine uh, that they deserve. And then also, if you're so inclined, we had this conversation pre-show. We're going to sprinkle it through on this Friday Vibes Day, this Fribes Day here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Who's the most famous person ever? Uh, it's a broad question. It's a simple question, but it's going to elicit different responses. We're going to say, we're going to go ahead and, and say, okay, just to take some of the, some of the, I don't know, the mystery, non-Jesus, Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it I – mean, how about non-religious? How about we keep it yeah. just like non-religious yeah. figures? Not the Pope, yeah. Not yep. the Pope. <clears throat> exactly. Not, not the Pope. No. Just the most famous person. We, I mean, an example. You know, is it Michael Jordan? Is it Michael Jackson? Is it Muhammad Ali? I mean, there you could go a bunch of different ways. Myron is, is – I mean, you are steadfast in your belief, and you answered it so quickly, and it's a fascinating answer. We'll get yeah. to that throughout the show. We'll also talk about when exactly – the running back market plummeted. When did the running back plummet? But first, all that on Canty and Carlin with Myron Medcalf and Randy Scott here on this Friday. But first, Myron has this from NHTSA. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? If you drive over the speed limit, there are lots of sounds that you might hear. You could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing, the sound of first responders desperately trying to save you. You could even hear the sound of people crying at a funeral. Okay. Because if you drive over the speed limit, you could do damage that's beyond repair. One way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Have you found us on this Friday afternoon, this Friday Vibes Day? It's Fribes Day. We're glad you did. He's Myron Medcalf in, uh, in Minnesota. I'm Randy Scott here in sweltering Connecticut. Feels like Florida outside, honestly. Yeah. It's like walking into somebody's mouth, you walk outside. It's like 88% humidity. Don't look at me like that, Eric. That's it's exactly what it's. It's it's. It's damp. It's dewy outside is the point. Uh, 888-STATE-ESPN is the phone number, 888-729-3776. Who are your first-time MVP candidates for this upcoming NFL season? As we are four days away from training camp starting. Training camp starts in four days. That's when rookies are uh, set to report. Myron's list, just to sort of refresh, right? Justin Jefferson at number five. Again, these are first-timers, so Mahomes is off the board. Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. is off the board. So Justin Jefferson at number five, Josh Allen at number four, Geno Smith at number three. Yeah, let's, okay. lay, let's lay out for that. Okay. Uh, Jalen Hurts at number two, okay. and Joe Burrow at number one. And just as you can't have, you know, you can't have, uh, you can't have good without evil. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't have a good list without a bad list. So Myron mm-hmm. is providing us with what we need in order yeah. to have. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. so bad. Okay. Well, all right, hold on, hold on. Let's get to the callers. Okay. We want to. Uh, let's get to the call. Is there one that them. backs up Myron? Is there a caller that backs up Myron, Eric, or no? Um, we got yeah, Kevin I had to bring them all. Lance Idiot. in Ohio, Tyler in Kansas. Is there one? Is there one who was like, yes, like Gino? I want to talk Gino. No. All right, we'll go. We'll go. Uh, Mm, let's go to California. Okay, we'll work yeah, west. Let's go to California. West to east. It's Cali, Cali. It's Greg. Greg, you're on ESPN Radio. What's up, Greg? Hey, what's going on, man? Um, my list is good. Take Gina Walsh, put Dak in. And Tony uh-huh. Pollard is the next running back to get paid. 
how about I take you off the list? Because <laughs> if you're going to take my guy off, Dak, let me tell you something about Dak Prescott, okay? I, I really want to be honest about this. Who do you think, Randy, had a higher QBR last year, Geno Smith or Dak Prescott? Oh, um, I would. I mean, I would say – actually, Dak struggled once he got back from being hurt. I, I'd say Geno. Geno. Yeah. Not only did he have a higher QBR than Dak Prescott, he had a higher QBR than Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and the list goes on because he was top seven in that category. Comeback player of the year. Also, as of June 23rd, tied for the 10th best odds to win MVP. Like, don't sleep on Gino. Mm. Come on, man. Gino, Gino, the reason why they brought him back and didn't go looking for another quarterback because I think Gino was overlooked, uh, certainly for what he did. But he's legit, man. And the numbers prove it. The, I, I was looking at some of the stats just to refresh myself because I knew he had a comeback season, right? Yeah. I knew he had DK Metcalf. You basically said he didn't play. You basically said it was like, oh, I didn't even know he was in the league. It's kind of what you said a little bit. Listen, now, he helped me to a fantasy football championship last year, sir. I will have you know. So I knew statistically it was okay. Um, I I didn't know it was MVP, potential MVP worthy. So let's welcome in Bill Barnwell. He's our ESPN senior NFL writer. He's on the CC. Call in line 888-SAY-ESPN. And right now, Bill, we've chummed the waters as well as we could with ESPN's radio rankum here um, throughout these days leading up to NFL training camp and and well into training camp, Bill. But we're talking about the top five first-time MVP candidates this season, right? So that, you know, rules out Mahomes. It rules out Aaron Rodgers. And our friend, you know, yours and mine, Myron Medcalf, has Geno Smith at number three. Okay, his list is Justin Jefferson, Josh Allen, Geno Smith at three, Jalen, First time. Jalen Hurts at two, and Joe Burrow at one. And you and, and you hear that mm-hmm. list, and you think what? Um, Geno Smith is a very nice man, and <laughs> I understand wanting nice things to happen for him. I, you know, stranger things have happened, I suppose. It seems very unlikely to me that Geno Smith would win MVP, but it does have weapons, does have playmakers, does have a, a defense that can win games. So, you know, I, I, it sounds crazy at first glance, but I like crazy. So I'm, I'm going to say I respect going out on a limb. To me, the one name that's missing, though, from that list, the guy who got really hot during the second half of the season last year, a uh, very prominent pedigree prospect, that's Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence deserves to be in the discussion here as a guy who could take that leap and be an MVP candidate. All right, the leap from year two uh, to year three as a potential MVP candidate. Hey, Myron, he said Geno Smith's a really nice guy. Well, I think you got to let him know. These are first-time MVP candidates, right? So, yeah. you know, obviously yeah. Mahomes might win it again. Guys, we've already <laughs> won it. Uh, and I do think Geno Smith is slept on. Trevor Lawrence, I, I, I like the potential there. Is there another breakout player do you think that we should be paying attention to that's kind of been overlooked so far in this offseason? Yeah, I mean, not MVP caliber, but a guy who I think is super underrated heading into his second season is George Pickens. Um, you look at the numbers for next-gen stats where they track uh, your expected catch rate, which is just your chances of catching a pass, given where the defenders are, given where you are, the speed you're running, speed of the defenders. Uh, George Pickens had the lowest expected catch rate in football last year, 51%. Nobody else with significant targets was, about, was under 55%. So he was a... He was out on a limb. He had the hardest average catch in all of football. He caught 61% of the passes thrown to him. So he was way ahead of the expected catch rate, which tells you just how good he was as a rookie. That He was able to overcome getting passes that were generally more uncatchable than anybody else in football. So 
to me, I, I think like for George Pickens is if he gets better passes from Kenny Pickett, he could be a superstar in year two. And a guy we think about as every bit as good as Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, who were the, you know, the top receivers, rookie receivers in football a year ago. All right, I'm filing this away from my fantasy football drafts because it's about time to start mocking. We're going to start mocking in a couple <laughs> weeks, Bill. So I appreciate that. Um, we were talking about the Saquon Barkley situation and talking about how if Saquon can't get the longer-term deal, um, which is grading on a curve in its own right, right, with the running back position, we're talking like two, three years perhaps. But if he can't get paid, right. Bill, uh, you know, truly who can? And and I guess the, the overall question, the the macro question is, when did the when did the bottom fall out of the running back market? Yeah, you know, I tried to figure this out. The number I came upon was, was 2010, really that 2006-2010 window. We did see first-round picks. After that, we saw first-round picks go way down. We saw uh, 300 carry backs go way down. And we saw teams beginning to really stagnate the top of that market. And so it's been about 12, 13 years now where we've been, you know, sort of slowly in decline. I think it's been more accelerated this year with all the free agents. But Saquon's in a tough spot because of, of the financial – stagnation of that market the Giants are sitting here looking at the franchise tag where they could pay Saquon Barkley 10.1 million dollars this year next year that goes up to 12.1 million dollars if they want to extend him or give him the franchise tag again so about 11 million dollars going year to year where you don't have to give him a long-term deal and Saquon wants more than that and frankly you know on the top of the market is Christian McCaffrey at 16 million dollars a year even if you think Saquon's in the 13 14 million dollar range I think that's fair for Saquon, but it's just way more than the Giants have to pay without giving up that commitment. So I think that the stagnation of the market before Saquon came up for a new deal and before Josh Jacobs came up for a new deal, it's really hurting them. And I just think that's going to be something that is going to be tough, like you guys said, for, for years to come, because if it's not Saquon, then is it Jonathan Taylor or is it B. John Robinson, a guy who's not even eligible for an extension for three more years? Bill, we know that the NFL has an impact uh, down at the collegiate and high school levels. To see running backs not getting paid, not being the focus uh, of the offense anymore, how do you think that will influence prospects in high school and college to maybe say, listen, I don't want to play running back. I'd rather play another position that's more valued at the next level. No question that's going to be the case. I think you're going to see prospects who are exciting say, hey, you know, why am I going to play a position where I'm going to get beat up, where I'm going to endure a workload, and the best-case scenario – I'm not going to have a long career. I, I think the good news is that, you know, players who were great athletes who were quarterbacks before aren't being moved to running back, and so they can stay a quarterback and continue to play at a high level. But absolutely, I think it's a position now where, you know, before it was almost the gla- most glamorous position in football. Like, if you were going to be a star player, you wanted to be a running back. And now it's almost like the fallback, where if you, if you aren't a wide receiver, if you're not a quarterback, you're willing to settle for being a running back. The vers- I mean, you know, the more you can do, right? Versatility is important, but you have to contribute to the passing game. It's just where the NFL is uh, lately, and even then, sometimes as a running back, it's not enough. Bill, appreciate the time, appreciate yeah. the insight, and appreciate appreciate you bringing us both down to down to earth on this Geno Smith topic. I believe, I believe, <laughs> Bill, I believe. I, 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 you know what? Who would have thought Geno Smith would even be in that discussion a year ago? It tells you how far Geno Smith has come. That's true. I mean, I mean Brock Purdy called everybody, okay? Crazy yeah. things can happen. That's right? so true. Bill, appreciate <laughs> you, man. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much, guys. You too. All right, Bill Barnwell, our ESPN senior NFL writer, joining us as all guests do by the uh, CC call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And call in with your top first-time MVP candidates for this upcoming NFL season. Also, Northwestern has relieved another coach of his duties, another firing at Northwestern, and these details also 
head-scratching coming out of Evanston. Myron Metcalf, Randy Scott with you. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Oh, all right. Is this Bubba Sparks? Yeah, man. Oh, man. Bubba Sparks had a moment. He did. Bubba Sparks had a moment. He did. I like, I, like, I like both of his hits. Didn't he have hey. two? Hey, Bubba had a – he had a – it was him, Missy, Timberland. I yeah. mean, he was – he rolled the wave, man. That beat alone, man. I'm back at the keg in Evanston, man. 2000, 2003. Just Timberland. Getting loose. It's Candy Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Myron Medcalf. I'm Randy Scott. ESPN Radio is uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. Northwestern filed uh, its baseball coach. And you're like, no, they, hired the, they, they fired their football coach. Well, they did that too. They did that on Monday. They fired their baseball coach yesterday, Jim Foster. And you're like, why do we care about that? The guy won 10 games. And had 40 losses this season. And I say, yeah, you're right. And he only got one season in Evanston. But that was one too many. Because if you're to believe this report, now ESPN's Adam Rittenberg uh, has some details here in this report. Um, the Chicago Tribune, though, has the most damning uh, detail here. And when I tell you that, that Jim Foster should not have been allowed to coach this season, yeah. uh, I say that, and I say that because Northwestern believes that. Northwestern had cause to fire Foster before the season. And he was allowed to coach. He won 10 games, lost 40 of them. He lost some coaches who left the program in February. Okay, so he comes in from Army. He was there and won four Patriot League titles. I don't I don't doubt the bona fides to hire this man. But he gets there, has a bullying and toxic environment within the program. That was the official cause yesterday, okay? Fired for bullying and a toxic environment within the program. That, according to sources telling ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, who, full disclosure, I went to Northwestern with. So, I like, you're talking about two guys who – you know, should have uh, a vested interest in what's going on. And, man, I'm embarrassed by how Northwestern handled this because there uh, was a university human resources department investigation into Foster before the season. And the probe before the season found that evidence, found evidence that Foster engaged in bullying and abusive behavior and made an inappropriate comment about a female staff member. The document was set, was set to be shared with the athletic department leaders to take remedial action against Foster, but he coached the season without any formal di- formal discipline. And he gets fired because of what Pat Fitzgerald's situation brought, which was a flashlight and a microscope to other aspects of the athletic department. So the athletic department realizes its mistake or more, most likely knew about its mistake throughout the season, 
knew that they should have fired him before the season, but thought probably, hey, we're too close to the start of the season. Who are we going to get to step in? We're not going to be any good anyway, maybe. I don't know. But now they lose 16 players who have entered the transfer portal because of the bullying nature. And uh, listen, Radio Station 670, the score in Chicago, Myron, said that these players that fostered, discouraged these players from seeking medical attention for injuries and that the players hid their injuries from him. Station also reporting that Northwestern coaches and other staff members attempted to meet with athletic director uh, Derek Gregg and were denied an opportunity. Myron, this reeks. Yeah, and it's 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 beyond embarrassing. I mean, what Northwestern has done, I think in this case and the Pat Fitzgerald situation, is uh, athletes weren't safe. They didn't feel safe. And to me, once you reach that point, you got to get rid of people and really change the the culture. I mean – to me, if you have athletes who feel like they can't come forward and say something's wrong, that is just a terrible environment. And, and I think to me, and I think the Pat Fitzgerald situation as well, Northwestern was very arrogant. I, I think there was an attitude of we're Northwestern. Was? You know what I mean? We can kind of do what we want. And now you find out that actually you can't. And what's so amazing to me, Randy, is all of these institutions have about 15, 16, 17 blueprints on what's happened to other universities who've done the same things, and yet they think the outcomes will be different for them. It doesn't make any sense. Why don't you just do the right thing right away rather than have to deal with the fallout? If, okay, right away, the right thing for Pat Fitzgerald would have been, in my opinion, what, an indefinite suspension? Because to, to set it at two weeks was embarrassingly light, right? Yeah. I mean, it was embarrassingly light. If you make it longer... Let the details, the investigation, all of it play out instead of have it trickle out the way it did. And, and, and really, I mean, have your student newspaper do your work for you and expose these things that you yourself were either afraid or incompetent to expose. I mean, that like, I, listen, I'm not sticking up for Pat Fitzgerald. I'm saying that he might still have his job if the athletic department handled this in a much better way. Instead, you're out two coaches who both, again, are fired for cause. This latest one, though, with the baseball coach is mind-numbingly incompetent. Would you have traded Babe Ruth in his prime? We're going to get into that. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.